0: And we're back with another episode of the MDM Podcast. I'm Joe Morales, by my buddy, Trevor Markowski. How you doing, Trevor? Doing good. How are you doing? We're good. Uh, we're here to break down or rank the current general managers in the state of New York. We are leaving out Joe Douglas and uh, the Devils general manager, who's an interim. I don't even know his name because it wasn't fair to grade them based on an interim. And uh, Joe Douglas hasn't had a full off season to do what he's done yet. So we'll rank seven of the sitting general managers. But first, we'll start with the state of the baseball. I'm getting tired of the constant bickering back and forth between the owners and the players. Trevor, we're sitting here in the middle of June, and there's no agreement, and they're they're not agreeing on anything. Players want prorated salaries. I think that's fair. So, I'll let you go and give your opinion. But it seems pretty simple. Manfred should sit down with Tony Clark and say, here's what we want. You want prorated salaries, let's get a deal done because we have demands. And let's, let's 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 find an agreement. Let's find some common ground. I I agree and I think,
1: you know, June 10th was supposed to be the date that spring training, so that came and went, that didn't happen. It's been going on for almost a month now, maybe a little maybe a little over a month. And if you look at the uh what I did is if you look at the three deals, the players won, the league's won, and then the 50 game season if you added them up all together in average, amount, it's about 71.6 games, so 72 games that I think should be played. I would make a deal saying 72 games and 85% prorated salaries. That will be my deal.
0: I'm not going to give you a number, but I, I think what Tony Clark should do is he should Zoom or FaceTime Rob Manfred, whatever he has to do, tell him we are not getting off of the prorated salaries. So what Manfred should say back after Tony Clark tells him we're not doing anything except prorated salaries, is say this is the amount of games we will do for those prorated salaries. Is that is that asking too much for them to just find some sort of common ground instead of going back and forth? Let's call it like it is. These are meaningless proposals. No side is going to agree to any proposal the other side uh, proposes. So let's get let's let's find some common ground. I, I I agree, I I think there's a couple
1: of key key factors in this. First of all, is going to be, they're, they're going to come to agreement on the health and, and agreements. That's going to happen. But the player's big stance is going to be the full probated salaries and 82 games. And the MLB already given the players a little bit of what they want. But at some point,
0: MLB is gonna have to stand the front line. MLB 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 has to do something. The players have been very flexible. They've given them. They've lowered the games in every one of their proposals. They haven't moved off the prorated salaries, which is fine. But the owners haven't budged at all. They need to do a part here too, man. I think. I think it comes down to this. It comes down to
1: honor more than. Of the of well, thinking of the game, well,
0: man, that, you you know why the, you know why they're doing this. No side wants to wants to give the other side what they want going into this labor uh into this new labor war in twenty twenty two. But let's call it like it is. There's going to be a strike. You and me oh, both yeah, know that. So what he's saying is that the players, Jeff Passon uh, that is, yeah, okay, got
1: they they they've been getting bullied the past couple of years.
0: Oh, and I I agree.
1: Saying, and they're saying this is their stance. Uh, this is the stance right here. to show that the tables have turned, I don't blame them.
0: I don't blame him either, because the the last agreement they had, the players let's call it like it is. The players got absolutely brutalized. They they the, they got they got nothing they wanted, and they let Manfred walk right all right over them. Is that what you were alluding to? Yes. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, there's no agreement. When we're recording this, it's it's June eleventh. N- no dialogue whatsoever. No 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 compromises. Nothing. If they can't agree to a deal during a pandemic, there's a problem. I I agree. And and there's another part that, that seems to be disconnected too in the proposal.
1: The MLB is set in stone that the season has the regular season has to end
0: end in September, right? Because they don't want to go into the second room. wave. They wanted to go start for a second wave.
1: Well. The players' proposal says that, the, that 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 this regular season ended in the second week of October, and my understanding is that the last players' proposal was Tuesday, Wednesday morning, whatever. Yeah, I
0: have it right here. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, the MLB players wanted to hear back from the MLB by the end of the week. Now, is that end of the week Friday or is it Sunday? We don't know which we're alluding to. Is the end of the work week, end of the actual week? My thing is is the MLBs had two days to come back with a proposal, almost two days. And they had nothing. Now I don't know
0: what's gonna happen. There could be something late tonight. But but dude, the these proposals mean absolutely nothing. They they we accomplish laugh at nothing. Them. We laugh at them. Yeah. Both we laugh at them. The uh, if the if the MLB proposes one, the players union laughs. If the players union proposes one, MLB laughs. Either way, nothing gets done and it's just they're standing on the other side of the schoolyard screaming at each other. There's no progress being made. No, oh. both sides are angry. There's no question about that. I, I, they're gonna have to come to some type of
1: an agreement. I don't know what it's gonna be.
0: Where, but I, I don't know how they. I don't know how they get to an agreement, man. If they if they can't agree during a pandemic, when are they going to agree? It's gonna be Manfred who's gonna force the season, and this twenty twenty two strike is gonna go even longer than it, than it'll go now. I, I, For, I forget 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 whatever happened to twenty twenty two. The the right now the relationship is ruined. This, this sealed the deal. Yeah.
1: Now there's two things. I think. First of all, I think there is no agreement by next week. They're gonna to have to implement that fifty or forty-eight game season. You think that's fair enough to say?
0: Yeah, probably because it's 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 the middle of June. Unless you are gonna be playing on Christmas Eve, you know, Santa Claus will be coming down the chimney to Game Seven of the World Series. They got to get a they got to get to go now because you so can't I, so you're I, not gonna compete with the, with the NFL. You especially no. going into October competing with the NFL in a regular season, not gonna happen. So I would say I give them. I think they have a week. I think that's fair enough. I, mean, I give
1: them a week to get a deal done.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's that's fine, but there's not going to be a deal. It's going to be Manfred that's going to say we're yeah. we're starting to play again. If I was the MLB, I would give
1: them seventy-two game season, eighty-five percent pro salaries. That's that would be my best offer.
0: I it's too late to go eighty-one. I think the season's almost. Ha- I don't. I I shouldn't actually. Should say, I don't know, but I think we're getting to where the halfway season, uh, halfway point of season would be. So eighty-one think, games seems a little unrealistic, but seventy I've, around there sounds good.
1: Yeah, seventy-two games. 85% pro that's up from 75% from the last proposal, so we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would do is, you know, this is a year that the MLB can try something new with the playoffs. I've always been pushing this. Instead of having AL and NL, have a 1 through 8 or 1 through 10 teams and play it like that. Cause you want, on- well, yeah,
0: so this was in the deal, and I guess we, we can move on to that. The MLB PA uh, offered up to 16 playoff teams for for two years. So if next season starts on time, even next year you'll have 16 playoff teams. You're okay with that? No. I think,
1: again, they're trying to the, – both sides are trying to take advantage of this to get what they want. Yeah. But they've always been wanting to expand players. And I will allude to another sport. For example, the NFL is saying, oh, this year the preseason might be shortened to two games. They've been wanting to do that. Yeah,
0: too that's true. And they're going to use this to get what they want. Yeah, they should go to two preseason games. There's no reason to play four. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, you want to do three, All right, I'll take that. But I'm just saying that the sports teams are going to be using what they want to do. But for the MLB, I think it's really something they try a different playoff metric Because fans are already fed up with this.
0: They're Beyond fed up. up. Beyond fed I, I I haven't been this angry at the league forever.
1: Yeah, Never have. Already, they were already losing attendance before this started. Mm-hmm.
0: Try something new
1: with the playoffs. Maybe what the NBA want to do one through sixteen, no conferences. Let the let the MLB do that. So whoever the ten best teams are, in the league, you take them.
0: Whoever yeah, the but the, the, the problem MLB is in the playoffs. It's it's the regular season, and I'm not for at all shortening the regular season. But why mess with the playoffs? Because the ratings are fine in the playoffs. Attendance is fine in the playoffs. It's those games in in March and April, and even late in late September that the people don't go to. That's what MLB's problem is. I, I, and it's, I it's a it's a very regional sport too. The people in New York and Philadelphia and Boston and Chicago care more about and, and St. Louis care more about baseball than say Arizona or Seattle. It's a very regional game. I, I agree, and I think a, and I think the MLB
1: once they agree on this, I I actually think this is the MLB's. The MLB has something else to worry about besides getting this agreement done. They have to worry about because you have to remember: there's the states that are going to be in spring training. Now they could play in the home stadiums, but that would be too much travel. I don't think they can do that. <laughs> yeah. The states that the states that are starting spring training. Remember, Arizona is having a real issue right now. So is Florida.
0: Talking
1: about, well, Arizona, especially, they're talking about doing another stay-at-home order. Yeah. That would be a disaster for baseball yeah. because they're saying the hospitals are overfilled and all that. Florida's ha- Florida not as bad, but they're having a little bit of a of a little problem. Life. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's going to be an MLB, and how are you going to pass this? Let's say, for example, Houston, the majors and the Astros are going to have twenty five percent fan capacity. You think that's going to be fair to the other twenty eight teams, and no. You have no? How is that going to get
0: passed? I don't know. I I don't. There's so much unknown. Man. I don't know. But so it, even once they get to an agreement, you still have two hurdles to get over. You also have to get the. I heard ten days to get the fields in order too. So when I get when I get to the fields now, start start that so you don't have to wait I, even longer. Am I asking I too much there? No, I'm not asking too much. And,
1: and you know, people are saying, you know, if you're going to have spring training 2.0, you're going to have to at least get the players 10 days, possibly even 14, two weeks to get to spring training. Can't just say uh, spring training is uh, starting tomorrow, but it'll be there for the first thing in the morning. It doesn't work
0: like And that. then you have three weeks of preseason. So, again, Manfred and the players, you can get going. We're in the middle of June. If this keeps going, you're going to be starting in the middle of July. I,
1: so let's say let's say let's say if you get an agreement on Friday, that's being really generous. Even if you get an agreement tomorrow, that brings us to June twelfth. You get let's say you get two weeks to, to report the spring training. You gotta get to the end of June, right? <laughs> that brings you to twenty sixth. If you get three weeks to restart the season, I ain't talking about somewhere the season starts about July seventeenth, July eighteenth.
0: So mid so you're already on mid July. And then if you're saying they want to do eight, let's say seventy nine. Seventy nine games, like you're saying, well, 72, 72. 72 games. So that's still that's that's going into September. Yeah, yeah. I think I think mid July you do seventy games. I think that's doable. It, it's it's very doable, but then, but it's it's just so complicated from the standpoint that the players they won't move off of the prorated salaries. This is not, I agree with you. That's it. why Manfreds get the force a fifty game season now 50 games, dude, we're going to have someone hitting 400. The home run leader will be, like, 10. And, and the the most hits in the league will be 70
1: I agree in a 50-game season. I think there's a couple other things, too. First of all, there's going to be no All-Star game with no home run, derby. I think everybody can agree on that. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Well, not, 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 now you hear they want to move it into the, into the winter, after the regular season. Yeah, I think that's a little ridiculous. Who would watch that? I agree. It's I'm not I'm I'm a big I'm listen I'm a huge baseball fan no interest in that I, I agree with you so if one more thing I want to touch on in this in this players proposal if the players without health conditions so any player without any kind of underlying health condition if they don't play they're not going to get paid and there's not going to be service time so if Manford does impose that fifty game season they're gonna they're going to put you on a leash and drag you down to Florida and start playing. You can't say I'm not going to play unless you don't want to get paid and you don't want service time.
1: No, I agree. with you. I think there's another thing too with oh. the players besides from the, uh, uh, besides from the service time and all that.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything be, else on the MLB? Uh, like one more, one more thing. The Yankee team, doctors.
1: Oh. there could be, besides from coronavirus, there could be an uptick in, Tommy John surgeries, torn ACLs, torn UCLs, all that. Because of because the no practices? Well, because we don't know what the players have been conditioned. Some players, I'm sure, have been conditioned. Depends on what state you live in. Yeah. A lot depends on that. I mean, if you live in Wyoming, into New York, it makes a big difference. Yeah. You probably do more in Wyoming than you can here. Right. So, I I think that's going to be an issue. Do you give the players, like I said before, instead of spring training three weeks, do you give the players one week just to have regular spring training and then start games. Now here's my question: Do you, what, what's the roster size? Well, we're gonna uh, you make you make a good point because in the NBA they just had an option about that. So I heard
0: maybe, did, what I saw seventeen. Is that did I see that right? I, yeah, I think we went from fifteen to seventeen. But on the MLB, so
1: where were we, where are we starting with twenty six? Where
0: were we adding on the players? I, I'd I'd probably say you get up to forty. They might do I, all forty man rosters. I I was gonna say thirty five. Yeah, but it, at thirty five, just use the whole roster, and then well, Mike. What about minor leagues? Well, you,
1: here's, well, here's what I would do. I would say, and you know, one of my friends has been a big proponent for a long time. But when they had the forty man roster, yeah, you could have fifty players, but you can only have twenty six active for.
0: So what? What? Game. What the NHL does?
1: Yeah, you can only have twenty six players, and you, you you for active for game now. You can use one of those non-active players if if there was like a real rash of injuries in one game. There was a tremendous emergency. Yeah, you can use one if you have like
0: three or more injuries in one game. You can use one of those guys. Right, they're healthy scratches. They they'd sit in the they'd sit in the stands or whatever. That's yeah, right. I
1: would I would do that for this year. And you know, some people have been saying before when the, when the roster expanded to forty, some people have been saying you know have forty men on the roster, but you can only use twenty.
0: 27. yeah but the problem okay. with that is then you have to quarantine more players in in the same area
1: well there's gonna be no minor league season let's make, make.
0: right so what i think they're gonna do if they let's say let's say this let's say they go with a with a 40man uh, no no let's say they stick with a 26man roster but, They have like a 15man taxi squad. Yeah, i'm not even gonna do that let's say they have 26 man <laughs> roster with a with 32. Um, players overall. So, what's that? That's a six-man six taxi six squad. The remaining eight players could remain down in Tampa at the uh, Yankee Spring Training site and just do a spring training for the entire season and wait to be called upon. Is that fair? I think, I think you know, there's really no good
1: solution. I think that comes close to it. I think here's going to be the other problem, too. So, obviously, I think they're going to do these regional divisions. Yeah. Um, east and East. Instead of traveling, because some states, you know, do they have do they, do they do a bubble or of cities? They, they I don't think they,
0: they do want them? to do that. I think they want to play in their home markets.
1: Well, I don't think the MLB. I I, I don't think well. Besides Houston and Rangers, I don't think anybody else is going to have fans.
0: No well, one will have fans. Well, even with Houston and 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 te- and Texas, they might not. MLB might tell them we don't want fans. We don't want to be responsible for that. Why
1: would the report saying that the MLB would allow fans at both of those
0: arenas? Would they? Okay, I didn't see that. You see, I didn't I didn't see that. You're
1: gonna, and you're gonna tell me that the twenty eight other teams are gonna be saying, "Oh yeah, sure." I was at I was at a. Uh,
0: yeah, they're gonna they're, they're gonna go into it into a uh Texas is in both stadiums can be inside. They're gonna bring all these people and you're gonna bring your players well, into I an guess, enclosed I guess, stadium.
1: I guess baseball gets away with it because the governor says outdoor sports,
0: and I guess baseball. Is technically an outdoor sport. Sometimes, well, Texas is different. That Globe Life Park, which is Globe Life well, Field now, just got a retractable roof and a whole new stadium. Unless, well, yeah, they, I mean, unless there's a mandate where they have to play outside all summer.
1: Well, no, no, I think the rule is that since the roof is retractable, it technically is considered outside, so they technically can yeah. get away with that. All
0: right. No, I didn't see that. The, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's what the gov the governor says that outdoor sports. So I think somebody says I think somebody said that since it's a retractable roof, that's technically considered outside.
0: But at the end of the day, man. I'm a big baseball fan. My favorite sport in the world injected into my veins, I uh, veins, I love baseball. At the end of the day, I am so upset with this league for not coming into an agreement in a time where the fans and the and the country need something to get their attention. They need to get their heads off the real world like they would in a regular day. So if you can't come to an agreement for the for the fans, forget whoever else. And I know it's all about the money. But in a time like this when you could be so profitable, find an agreement. I and I I and you look to other
1: things that happen. When 9/11 happened, who was the first sport that baseball. came back? Baseball. It was baseball that came
0: back. Who played during World War 2? Baseball. This sport's been here through everything. And, and now it's going to stop because they can't agree on a couple billion do- a couple million dollars? Really? You know, I I don't probably- want to hear it. You know, I thought baseball was going to be the first one back.
1: Now, it should have been.
0: It's, it's outdoors. You can do it with a couple of people. And I thought hockey would be the last one back. Well, hockey could still be the last one back because I think they're going to go into August. So
1: gonna... But baseball could still. Okay. I mean, I think baseball could be the second one back. I think the NBA could going to restart before them, most likely. Yeah. Um, but I think I think hockey will still be the last. I think baseball, I think, will start in Maybe
0: late July or something like that. Maybe still about a month away. Yeah, I. Uh, so I. All right. Let me before we move on to the NBA because we spent we spent about twenty minutes on this. Before we get to the NBA, do you think there will be baseball in the month of July? Uh, not in the first half. Not in the first half. Okay. So you don't think it's at the end of June either. No,
1: and and like I said before, first half the spring training baseball doesn't count. That's not real.
0: That's okay. Do you, when, so, when you, do you think you see spring training baseball on on, Ju, on July 4th?
1: I think that's asking a bit much. I would say maybe okay. we start mid-July.
0: Okay. Because cause I, I,
1: know, I never count spring training
0: baseball. Yeah. I, I never do. I, see, I, on the, I love spring training baseball on the opposite, but not this spring training. I like the, other, oh, I like oh, the real oh, spring training. Me too.
1: Training. I, I like spring training baseball, but I never count it as baseball starting. I count baseball starting. I count baseball Opening, day. opening day.
0: Okay. Uh, all right, so could you be, let's go over to the NBA because they have a competent commissioner and a competent player association. Uh, but the other night, the players on a conference call expressed their concerns with this Orlando deal. So I guess the players are concerned because they're in this big bubble and with the Florida case is rising and they can't be near their families, it's going to be some sort of concern. But why should lower seed teams – and players on those lower seed teams want to be away from their families. So the players on, like, for example, the Brooklyn Nets, they—they, they, I think they were a 7th seed to end the season. I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets do not have a chance to win the NBA Finals. What, what's, what's the incentive for their players to show up? Uh, I agree, and, and I don't know
1: if you saw this, but Adrian Wojnarowski is on top of everything in the NBA. Yep. Uh, he gave out the timelines about the teams when they're going to beat us, which is interesting. So he's saying that for— out of the twenty-two teams, fourteen will be eliminated within fifty-three days of arriving. So, fourteen will be gone after the first fifty-three days.
0: And I think that's I think that's really good because at least you're giving them some reason. You're not going to be here for a week. You'll be here for almost two months.
1: Yeah, and then he says here, and only four teams will remain after sixty-seven
0: days. So after after sixty-seven days, there'll only be
1: four teams after the semifinals and the finals.
0: Okay, but but still, for a team like the Orlando Magic or the Brooklyn Nets or the or the Wizards or a team like that, what what is the incentive to going there, being away from your families for fifty days just to win nothing? I get it if you're if you're a player on the Bucks or the or the Raptors, the Clippers, or a team like that. But if you're well, like, if you're a lower seated team, what's the incentive?
1: There's no incentive, and you know the only the only the only exception would have been the Nets because. KD and Kyrie potentially coming back, but that's and like I that. hear that
0: I hear they don't want to play now.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't blame right now. i would rather the rest up for next season too. I mean, you know, you, you're in an odd environment to start, and they have to go back off a big injury like that. I would, I, I would say, sit out. We'll see you in, in the in the fall. But, oh yeah,
0: well, they, they they're the Katie's first game with the Nets can be when they're raising the championship banner in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I think here's going to be the thing again for the NBA. There was really no good solution. Of the team. Because you can't say, well, uh, we're only going to have the top four teams in each conference making this year. And people are going to say, how's that fair to the eighth
0: seed?
1: Mm-hmm. And they have him a good point there, because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there has been upsets before the season, all that. But yeah. I understand. Now,
0: I don't think it's going to come to the point where the NBA plan is going to get derailed. No. I, th- I, they, I S- Silver's competent. He'll figure something out. They, and they'll, and we, they'll, uh, they'll do uh, it really good.
1: At least not yet. Again, we didn't think there was going to be a series as we thought, and it turned out it did. Yeah. But, but at least not yet. Now I could see the NBA. Uh, if players have considered maybe pushed the start date back a week,
0: well,
1: I mean, you know, I don't know why would you move it yeah.
0: up a day. I don't know how that makes a difference, but whatever. Well, well but I, for for those players, they they It looks like they're going to allow replacement players to play. So if those if some people don't want to play, like a KD yeah, or Kyrie.
1: Yeah, I think I think somebody needs to. If you consider a high risk player, like if you, uh, if a player has asthma or uh, some type of,
0: medical... well, let, let me let me make it a uh, let me talk about hockey because my my Rangers right winger Capocaccio has diabetes, so he's in some he's he has risks. So back to NBA, but that's that's one example of someone who might not be able to. Yeah, play. I, I think
1: I, I think if you're a high risk player, like if you have asthma, diabetes, if you say some type of uh, condition, if yeah. you if you're coming, you're off exempt. Of... Yeah, you're exempt. Some coming off of some
0: type of surgery and all that, you're exempt. But if you're not, you know, if not, you could sit out. But I don't think you get paid. Yeah, and they're gonna bring in replacement players. But I, again, dude, at the end of the day, I have full confidence in Silver and the NBA. They're gonna oh, figure yeah. something out. And
1: you know, I, I they were just, I just kind of look Carmelo Anthony's report. We already know that Damian Lillard is not coming back, or most likely not coming back. Yeah, Carmelo said he, with the way he talked, he sounded like he was 50-50 and coming back. Orlando. So just to so, you, so there's still hope. Yeah, so that's an example right there of a player, even a, a player, Well, we don't know who's back. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. a player that doesn't look like has any underlying conditions. No. All right, anything else on the NBA, my man? Uh, no. The, the only thing I would say is that Adam Silver, when Lee got suspended on Marshall Emery, he made the right decision, my opinion, to suspend players.
0: And then everyone followed right after him. Again, he just—he Adam Silver continues to lead the way as the best commissioner in sports.
1: Yeah, and and you know there was some and the board of governors. Uh, just to go back in history, even at weekend, some player, some people are saying we're going to start fanless. It would be that we beat after Thursday. Even some board of governors were even talking about a couple teams going on a hiatus even before the positive happened. Yeah, we're going on. We're going to talk about taking about a six week hiatus, mm-hmm. and then and then coming back and and and. Uh, we're playing, so right. So my the only question I have is how long does this NBA bubble last? For? Does it last through the whole thing? Does it stop at a certain point? What?
0: Is, where is the? Does it go through the whole way? I wonder where does it stop. I don't know, man. I don't know, but it, if if let me let me throw something at you. If they if this goes through and they play until October or November, I didn't. I don't know when it's going to go. Until, I think October twelfth. Yeah, center. so I said I heard, I heard October. Um. NBA on Christmas Day is that an opening day possibility? I heard opening day would be December first. That's what I'm hearing. So it's even before that. Yeah. But but last time we talked, we talked about NBA opening day, Christmas Day, and the NHL opening on a Winter Classic. I I like those two ideas. That was a good idea.
1: Yeah, I like that uh, with the uh, with the Winter Classic. But I think it's again we don't know what this is going to be like. We haven't seen sports like this. Never man. we seen, the only way you can take them to guiding, is we've seen that the Bundesliga play without fans. The
0: uh, league started that, today.
1: The league started today without fans. We could take that as a guide, but you know that, that's different than we haven't seen any indoor sports going with no fans yet. Yeah, we haven't. All we've seen is outdoor sports, and the only other sport you can compare that to as a guide was golf. They they started their first round today. Oh yeah, did you beach. did you watch any of that? Yeah, I was glad to see golf back. It was a good round. A little weird with, uh, with uh, no fans. They're gonna start having fans back in mid July, but yeah, it was a little weird. But you know, we have no indoor sports to lead the way. But we only can go on those two or well, three leagues to show us what it is. So it was glad, glad to have golf back, and glad that at least somebody is taking
0: initiative to get uh, a sport back uh, underway. Amen, man. And, and I don't want to knock on wood, but it looks like we're getting, we're making progress here. Least, yeah, at least, at least our own. state. Yeah, at, at least they started. You know, I always figured golf's gonna be the first one back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go to the the our, our feature featured topic today, I'm getting a haircut Monday. Are, do, do you plan on going out and getting a haircut?
1: The when these, I think the barbershop's open up to twenty. So is the twenty second? What day is it? I thought it was Monday. Maybe it is a twenty second. I think it is a twenty second because I know my bar. I don't know. Maybe South Jersey's different because they didn't have it as bad. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to stay you along, but I know no. I know at least for this part of the state, it's June twenty second. I
0: I, I I No, you're pro- you probably know more than I do. I'm 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 wrong when it comes to this stuff. But let's get into this. So I will do this. I'll explain for everyone listening. We'll go. Uh, we're gonna rank the sitting general managers in New York sports. Uh, we'll go seven, six, five, four, three, two, and then number one. So we'll start with Trevor. Please go ahead and give me your seven and six, and tell me why. Well, seven. I'm gonna go with uh, Scott Perry,
1: the GM from the Knicks.
0: Yeah, I'm Eight. with you. I'm I'm with you there with Scott Perry. He took over in 2017. It has just
1: been an absolute disaster. Yeah. I mean, you have this. You have Mets disasters, and then you have
0: this disaster.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is bad. Well, I mean, I, I mean, let me tell you something. They yeah. had a chance to get KD and Kyrie. I right,
0: you didn't get the players. But to let them go to your rival in the same city, that's pretty bad. I, listen, I was against K, KD and Kyrie because look at the amount of times the Knicks have tried for the quick fix when they've gone rebuilding and it's never worked. It's time to talk about last offseason now. It's time to just let the tanks go and start using your assets correctly. And you know what, man? If Scott Perry used the Sean Marks model, and I've heard Evan Roberts call it the good Marxism, where you take in cap and get draft assets, maybe the Knicks will be okay in a couple of years. They got a good return for the KP trade. They got a good return for the Marcus Morris trade. So now Perry just needs to use his draft capital, right, and build a contender here. It's been forever uh, with Knicks. I I
1: agree. I think you know the problem with the Knicks is their coaches have been evolving door. They haven't had any anyone good since Van Gundy. They haven't had anybody good. I think, and if Knicks haven't been good in a long time, I thought one year in the two thousands, in the twenty teens when Carmelo they made the playoffs. I don't think they were really.
0: That they good. Yeah, they they only won a playoff series.
1: Yeah, I don't really think they were really that uh that good, but. Scott Perry, I think he's got some work to do, and his biggest failure, his biggest failure, is not the not now the, the draft lottery last year they did get screwed, not getting Zion. That's not that's not his fault. That's just the luck of that's the luck. Ball. Yeah. But to Katie and Kyrie, because it was cause remember they were saying, ah, oh, it's a short thing. Katie, he's gonna go to the Knicks. And remember Mike Francesa said, ah, right, it's Katie. I know he's gonna go to the Knicks. Yeah. And to not only really lose out to Katie. But to let him go to your rival uh, down the uh, into into Brooklyn, it's like, for example, like for the Yankees, if Garrett Cole was a lock for the Yankees and he went to the Red
0: Sox, oh, hell would break loose. <laughs> when you put it that way, I guess. But I just didn't, I didn't see the need for them. I I get it; they're two really good players. But I I wanted the Knicks to take the rebuilding route and rebuild properly. Not just go for another quick fix and hope for the best. Honestly, dude, with with what we know now, with Kay, uh, with um with Kyrie and KD, how good would they have been this year? Maybe a little better.
1: How much would they help the Nets this year? Now, now are four games under. You, yeah. Now the one thing that you can say is that did a quick fix, but did the draft picks too. Would be the Lakers. That would be my team. They, they got all these young
0: talents, yeah, they got they, they got to... LeBron.
1: Now, now they did use those draft picks to trade away and get Anthony Davis. So you could say they did use their draft picks, yeah, but but at least the Lakers built, they had Kuzma They at least had all that. So if you're if you're a Knicks fan, you gotta calm yourself down because as a Lakers fan, I've been through the four or five years where they were just
0: really awesome. awful. But well, then with well, the then Knicks, I, it's been more than five years, man. But there's the something with the Lakers—it does work that you could be bad and it's, you could do good. I mean, it's—it's it's very rare because you're not going to find a guy like LeBron to show up on the Knicks and then I, trade I for agree. AD. Uh, I agree. We've
1: seen that a one, that a one. Now this is not NBA, but the one team that that did uh, do well from their from their thing would be the Astros. That's an example right there. Of like Cubs. Cubs. The other team I would say that in the NBA that did use their draft picks wise and it's somewhat of a good team that would be the Sixers.
0: Yeah, I'm so tired of hearing the Sixers stuff, man. They haven't won anything. Even now, they're still a six a six seed. Well, I mean, the other team you could say, uh,
1: maybe a little bit would be, I mean, the Raptors got a couple of free agents. Yeah. You don't. Know, the Pelicans, they they're another a uh, team. They got Zion. They've been using a couple of decent draft picks, and they got the name. It was this big trade with Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, to try and get better, but you know, I think it's worked. They, they, they were, they were I, one of the hottest teams to go into the hiatus. Yeah,
1: they they were the other, the other team. You could say that. Um, I understand they have Giannis, but the other team that's built around Giannis and has done well has been the Bucks. I mean, they've obviously used their draft picks wisely. Right. Mm-hmm. Look, look what the. I mean, look what they look what they had done. But there's really, again. You're gonna say, "Oh, we're gonna use draft picks to 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 do good." That's harder than what it's it, harder than what it it's.
0: It's very it's very hard. But I, I was I I just wanted them to to rebuild properly. I wanted them to do it like every other team has, and not mess it up in the typical Knicks way. Yeah, I mean, if you rebuild half-ass, then you then be what back are we doing? are great. You're 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 a six seed. This doesn't help. No, and then and then the next time we shot to get the number one pick again this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how now in typical Knicks fashion they won't get the number one pick. They'll get screwed somehow, and they won't get
0: Back, dropped into the three again.
1: Yeah, like they did last time. So they get screwed.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah. You know. All right, I'll go ahead and do number six. My number six is Dave Gettleman with the New York Giants. What do you got, at number six? Number six, I got uh, Brody Van Wagon. Okay, he, he, here this is, I told you before we went on. This is the part where um I thought we disagree. So let me tell you why I picked Gettleman over Brody. As I get my Brody notes, where are my same page? Never mind. Okay, so we have we've had Gettleman since disastrous thirteen and thir- uh, three and thirteen season. He's hired Pat Shermer. Didn't work out. He's hit on almost all of his draft picks: Will Hernandez, Dexter Lawrence. Maybe Daniel Jones, DeAndre Baker, too soon. He in Free agency, he's done nothing. Nate Soler on that horrendous four-year deal. We'll see Bradbury and Blake Martinez later this year. Nothing in 2019, and they've yet to win yet. And then for Brody, I'll get into Brody in a second, but uh, what was your uh, reasoning for Brody ahead of Gettleman? Well, I mean, Brody,
1: yes. Peter Lonzo came up during his reign, not his fault, not not his guy, not his guy, but that's why people think of oh, him. But just just the, the the free agents, Jed Lowry, where's he been?
0: <laughs> it's right, yeah, it's fair. Is he even on the team? That's fair. I I, I don't see him. Let He's me, not even on the. Don't the forget way... the Familia and Familia Cano and Diaz, Familia, Diaz. deal.
1: That's been a disaster. Diaz has been a disaster.
0: Um. Who else? Now, Seth has been a disaster, but to be fair, that wasn't not his guy. guy. A lot of the Stop. team last year was Sandy Alderson, but I'll tell you why I put Brody ahead up um above Gettleman. Brody had a winning year. He the problem I had with Brody was I remember it very well. The Mets went down to Philadelphia and got swept in four games. It was awful. It was right before the '69 reunion ceremony. Uh, he didn't fire Mickey Callaway. then. He should have been left in Philadelphia. They should have named who uh, Riggleman. He should have named Riggleman the bench coach. He should have named him the manager. And then uh, they stand. They still ended up going on their run, which you got to credit him for. He brought in guys like Joe Panic, Brad Brock. Before the year, he extended DeGrom, which needed to be done. And he's brought in guys earlier in his first offseason, like Wilson Ramos, J.D. Davis, and Justin Wilson. So the goods and the, the bads and the goods, they're about the same. But in the end, he, he, he put out a winning team that ended up winning, what, 86 games? Yeah, I think there's another thing,
1: too. First of all, I think oh. the Cano has been decent. Awful. Yeah. yeah. You say decent, nice. I say awful. <laughs> Go ahead. The other, the other debacle that he had was this whole Beltray thing. Beltray. yeah. Was, oh, yeah. That was his fault. Now, he picked that guy. And go, that's been a disaster. And the Mets manager still hasn't had his debut uh, through all this. That's why I
0: give him more, because the manager disaster—that's just inexcusable. And I—I I don't know what you think, but for me, the guy the Mets had was Joe Girardi. He was all there this off season. Girardi or Buck Showalter? The, I heard Showalter didn't even get an interview, which that's so messed up. Imagine Buck Walter. hes one of the best managers I've ever seen—and they don't you even don't. no one no one even took a look at him this year.
1: You know what? You know what I like to call Buck. I like to call him the fixer because he fixes every team. Fix the wins.
0: Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Orioles. He, he start. He started the Yankees before Tori.
1: Now, no, no, When
0: Tori won that World Series, not giving Tori any discredit, that was really Showalter. I think who fixed most of that yeah. team. Yeah, he was. He was there in '95. I think. I think that was yeah. yeah that was Buck here '95 when they went to Seattle and lost. And I understand that he should have gotten fired with the
1: Orioles, but I think he was still the best. I mean, he did bring the team. I felt bad for him those last couple of years with Baltimore because he had no talent. To yeah,
0: use.
1: I felt bad for him those last couple of years. Yeah, when he had no talent, and I think he tried to make the best of it. I mean, uh, you know, he tried. I think the best he could. I felt, I felt. So in my opinion, I felt bad for him the last uh, the last couple of years of Baltimore. He didn't even get a fair. I didn't even get a fair shake the last couple of seasons.
0: So I've got Brody at five. You have get. uh you have Brody at six. What was the reasoning for putting Gellman ahead?
1: The only thing I put Gellman ahead is because. First of all, he he
0: at least hit. Hold uh, on, if, if you don't mind me asking, get, you have in at five? Yeah. Okay, now, go ahead.
1: He at least hit on something. Brody hasn't hit on. He hit on something, but his disasters are more, I think, than is good. And there's inexcusable. The inexcusableness of the general manager. Of the. Of the, of the, of the, of the I'm sorry. Of the manager. The manager, yeah. It's just. That's why gentlemen's ahead. Because you can't that, that just can't happen. It just can't happen.
0: With with if the you know, with the Beltron stuff? If you know the guy is under investigation or you think, don't go after the guy. And that, that was a big problem I had with Brody, because if you I, he went on the fan one time for an interview after this all happened, and the host I think it was Evan Robertson, in or maybe it wasn't. They asked him, Brody, did did the Astros rumors come up? Because at the time they were just rumors. Did they come up in the interview? And Brody's like, No, we didn't. We that that wasn't a topic in our interview. You're interviewing managers in early November. These Astros rumblings have been going on for. Two or three years now, they only got broke in the middle of November. So how is this not a talking point? How is how is Brody not asking the These are these are rumors. They they could ruin your career. They can ruin a franchise. It doesn't come up once in an interview process.
1: Now I agree with you, and you know what? I understand their rivals, but you know what you should have called. If you want to do your you should have called Cashman because he was the one who who, who said this a couple uh, months ago. All you need to do was call up him. And he would have told you what you needed to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right, then uh, I
1: mean I understand- I understand the violence, but when you go into a manager process, Bibles get thrown out and they're not like the Yankees looking for a manager, Because they got a good one,
0: yeah, or at least at or at least a one th- that's a safe spot, well, not one yeah it's it's not really it's not um. It's not uh Boone calling the shots, but at least he has a he has a couple winning seasons under his belt. Well let's let's be fair, I think Boone's done a good job with the injuries. That's that very good. Him. Very good. He I think he's that, one of the best man uh, coaches in town. you can debate with yes. Barry Shots. Now, he's and, up and there. To contra- and to be contrary to that now
1: when you have all that talent that's healthy, anybody can manage that team.
0: Right. But what he I think what he did this year was pretty good. Yes. That yeah, I, he- in twenty eighteen he got anybody can win with this team, but in twenty nineteen he showed them.
1: Now, when it's fully healthy, I think anybody can manage it. Me and you can manage that team. Yes. That team can still win 100 games. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, Up at number four, I put net-stown manager Sean Marks. Who do you got it for? I, I have Marks, two with four. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, so I got Marks. He's been there since 2016. He finally made the playoffs in 2019, and I gave him some credit earlier for rebuilding this team properly. He took back cap space. He took back uh players with a high cap and got draft picks for it. He's hit on his draft picks, Kairos LeVert, Jared Allen, Kyle Kuzma, who he turned into, D'Angelo Russell, and all of those guys are really nice. But going into last offseason, they were all complimentary pieces, and he needed a big guy. KD and Kyrie, number one and number two respectively, they needed him. He got him. Mark's got a nice team on paper, but he needs them to be healthy going forward. I, I agree with you. The other guy, I think you got DeAndre Jordan too, which is another uh, piece to yes.
1: uh, put it down. and. And he, he, he dim woody has come a long way. Yes. Uh, during his time. I think that should be noted. So I think, you know, the Nets everybody thought last year with the Nets, when they had no Kyrie or KD, how oh, they're just missing that one piece, you know, it was a successful season. They they they, they, they showed promise and all that. Then when they got Kyrie and K D, you know, promise came. You know, it's not not his fault what happened with Kyrie. I mean that's not no that's not any GM's fault. That yeah. happens. And he was a part of the sport. He knew, he knew what he was going to get in the KD. He knew he wasn't going to be ready for the season. But he, but the thing I liked about it was he wasn't thinking about just this season. He was thinking about two, three, four years from now. I liked that kind from of a general manager.
0: So I, I consider myself a Nets fan. I, 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 go, I go back and forth. I really haven't found the home yet. But I think I'm going to go with the Nets. And I remember earlier in the 2019 offseason when they got KD and they got Kyrie. The talk was about... 2019 and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa hold up katie's not playing this year the talk needs to be about the 2020 2021 season let this year i don't want to say it meant nothing but it wasn't the year the nets were gonna win it all you know what i'm saying no, even if Kyrie was healthy like maybe
1: they move it. maybe they move up a couple of seeds in the playoffs but i didn't think they were going to beat the bucks
0: i think it was gonna no. be i think they were, even with the raptors a healthy KD is the number one guy. It's not Kyrie. Kyrie, I liked Kyrie coming here, but Kyrie on his own hasn't been that good. He didn't. He didn't bring Boston over the hump before LeBron and Cleveland. He didn't do anything special. So I don't think Kyrie can can well, can have a team on his own. He needs someone else.
1: Well, I think there's one thing about that too. Go for it. When you have these one stars with a couple of good players, it never works. Hey, you need two. For example, last year, LeBron just had, it was just LeBron by himself. Now, I understand he got injured. The team, the team didn't do it. They fell. Now, I understand he had injury, but it wasn't the same when he came back. Now, this year, For AD. when LeBron is has healthy, has Anthony Davis, I mean, the team's improved by about 40 games.
0: You even look what the Bucks did. They, you know, they're Anticumpo, and then they have uh, Chris Middleton. They're, that's their number one and two.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as a Lakers fan, I always have a little biases, but I always, you know, the Bucks beat him, it's been split or split. I always think that the Lakers are just a little bit better than the Bucks. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's a topic for another day. But I'm I'm glad you have a I <laughs> glad you have faith in your own team. Well, um, as
1: a Knicks fan, I would never have faith.
0: God no. Oh no. Come on, man. He, Knicks Knicks fans. I'm sorry. Knicks fans have been in constant pain for the past twenty years, doing absolutely nothing. At least the Nets had the the early two thousands run. They had they they had the NBA Finals once or twice. Yeah, nothing since.
1: The pain, the pain for Lakers fans is a little bit different. The painful Laker Lakers fans is that one championship shorter tying the Celtics.
0: Yeah. You gonna, you I
1: gonna, live for the day that the Lakers go past the Celtics. I think
0: you guys are going to get it this year, and you still might get it. Still
1: might get it. Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, you know, I don't think the Lakers. I think the Celtics are not as good. I think the Lakers are better than the Celtics, I think. It's,
0: it's very close, man. Very close.
1: Very, cl- very close this way. Right, but like I said before, LeBron carried that Cavaliers team's finals.
0: I yes. Mean. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, number three for me, I got Lou Lamorelle of the Islanders. I got the Rangers GM, Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, let me tell you why I picked Lou at number three. Uh, he, he's he's still he's still new here. He's only been here two or three years. You know, Tavares leaves the team. Doesn't have high expectations. He gets the best coach in the league in Barry Trotz, and he built this team with the emphasis on defense and goalies. In 2019, they in 2018 and 2019 season. They had twenty eight, uh, two hundred twenty eight goals scored. That's the sixth. Uh, that's sixth out of the eight teams in the Metro Division, and one hundred ninety six goals against, which was the best in the division. They were tied for first and plus minus, and they lose in the second round to Carolina. They were a little worse the next year. I think they were a little. Uh, it was it was a fluky year, so they were a little worse this year. They failed to sign Panarin, but uh, Lamorello trades for Jujei um, Pajot. So, I don't know how much we can talk about hockey. But um, compared to what Jeff Gordon's done, I can't, I can't move him ahead because Jeff Gordon's, I want to say, rebuilt the Rangers successfully. Now, there's a couple
1: of things. I think you skipped four. I think you went from five to three. You jumped the gun a little bit. We did? I think, I think you went from five to three because you had Gettleman at five. Oh, you went the Nets guy at four. Yes. I the, uh, and we both agree on that. So we're moving up the ranks. That's my fault. But I think the Rangers gets a little bit more credit because he's got some young players. I think they're doing good. I don't know what happened a couple seasons ago. That was a disaster. Yeah. He got, he got rid of that bad talent. I think I get, the Rangers got a little bit more credit because you got the young talent. I think he, the team is starting to get better. I mean, they're going to make... Oh, yeah. They're a playoff team next year.
0: They're cup, they're in, I don't know if they're cup contenders, but they're definitely in the playoffs next year. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, you know, this year they're going to make the
0: fake playoffs. As I like yes. like to call now, but, you know. I like Gordon it too, man, because he, he, he saw the writing on the on the wall after 2015 and after 2016. He tried to squeeze out a late run. He couldn't get it. Traded off a bunch of guys for draft picks. He's hit on most of the draft picks. And then finally last year, he started bringing in the big guys to go on a cup run. So I think Gordon has a better – he's built a better team than the Islanders, but um especially for years to come. So that's why I picked Gordon over Lamorello.
1: I, I got the Islander guy too. So both. We on ring, yeah,
0: sorry. both are very good, but I like Gorton a little bit better. And then number one, we both agree, is the longest tenured general manager in town. It is Brian Cashman, and he is by far the best general manager. He's been here twenty-two years now. He's won four world champions. He's won the division nine years in. A, he won the division nine years in a row to start his career. And eighteen out of the twenty-two, he's been here. And uh he's hit on some really big trades like A Rod and Giancarlo Stanton, and he's been able to find these hidden gems like like Aaron Hicks, Luke Voigt, and then of course the big guy this year who was able to land Garrett Cole. So yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty self explanatory, man.
1: Pretty pretty self uh explanatory too. I think the I think his most impressive project, besides Cole, his most impressive project I think was Oshoa.
0: What he okay yeah? What he found in the minor leagues yeah, that was a good one. And uh, uh, do you think Ershel is here to stay?
1: I think Ershel is here to stay, but I'll tell you what his most magical job was:
0: what? to
1: somehow, when the, when Chapman got traded to the Cubs, and when we got oh, Torres, yeah, way, great. To somehow get both of those guys back, to get Chapman and Torres, I thought was amazing.
0: Yeah, I think he de- deserves a lot of credit for that rebuild. He, he brought in Clint Frazier for Andrew Miller. He got a bunch of guys back from Texas and and Houston for McCann and Beltron. Uh, Of course, Let's not T- forget T- and Duhar, Shaman- too. who was Andujar part of?
1: I think it was a trade for another one of those trades. I forgot
0: who it was. But I don't know. Those, I wouldn't know, I man. Think,
1: I think it was a trade. But the Torres one, that that's that's the that, of
0: course it's a big one, you know. Chapman to Chicago for Torres and a bunch of other guys. Um, it, it sums it up. He was able to rebuild that team in, in a year and in, in a half a year.
1: Yeah, and he, and he had a, he had a free agent like last well, year, not as much as not as big as he was, but you know he made a good signing with Arvidino
0: and Brayton alike. Yeah, both of them.
1: Yeah, he made he made a good signing uh, with him.
0: Cole. And, and this th- this team's going to be winning for their five or six years, even more. He's built a yeah, team to win know, for a while.
1: I thought he made a good trade with Paxton too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the big piece was, I mean, I think it was a single A guy that was traded. He's in A right now. Oh, so,
0: yeah. I, I know his name. all. Tom. One left. I know him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we don't know what he's going to be like. Now, so that's fair. Yeah. But Sheffield this year, I was the big.
0: I, I was a fan of Sheffield. Didn't have a good year at all. This year at the matters I think he was, you know, at best very average. He got bumped down to double A at some point. He was really yeah. bad. And I thought Paxton, you
1: know, when he started to find it, you know, he had a couple of rushes, but when he started to find it, second half of it, he
0: was dominant. Well, let me tell you about Paxton. He's very good when he's when he's, when he's he's on and when he's healthy. But when he's not, man, he, he's going to want a, a lot of money going into this offseason. I don't think they should bring him back.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll have to see what Severino will do. He might change a little bit of things.
0: I gotta see him, but even without here, I'm gonna I'll go right real quick. At number one, you have Cole. Number two, let's let's normally say Severino. This is gonna be without um Paxton. F- uh, three, you can go bring Tanaka back. He's gonna take a pay cut because he's getting twenty three this year. He'll probably he's gonna he's definitely gonna take a lot less. Herman and Montgomery. And then you still have a bunch of other guys like uh, Michael King, uh, Clark Schmidt, and Debbie Garcia. So even without Paxton, you can save a lot of money and still have a lot of talent in your rotation. I agree. And the one thing I say, and then people say, well, you know,
1: Tanaka, you know, look at our ERA in the regular season. playoffs. But the, one, but the one thing I'll say is, when it comes to the playoffs, and this year we did it again,
0: tremendous. That's all that matters, man. It's the playoffs. It
1: was, it, was, it was the playoffs. Contrast to Clint Kirsch, where it was always a good one. You can never get it done in the playoffs. I'd rather have the foot block. decent regular season, but really good in the uh in the playoffs. And the one thing I would say is that the Yankees from this hiatus, they've been that they worked out for them. It did. You got you got Stanton back healthy. You got Paxton back healthy. Not yet Judge. Judge, well, you said summertime. That's that could be months. We don't know what it is. Yeah. but whatever the judges Judge I would think would be Getting better through this. Hopefully, I you don't. Know, I mean, um, do we know? <laughs> you don't know. The one guy who's coming up on his deadline and
0: about less, or less than a month is people forget is that Aaron Hicks might not miss uh, little to no time. Wouldn't that be great to get him back? You won't have to watch Brett Gardner in center field. Well, I think they said for Hicks early July was the goal. Already at mid you're, 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 you're definitely going to hit it. He might miss a couple of spring training games. Yeah, I think um, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get him. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that pretty much does it, man. Let's hope for baseball this week. Let's hope the NBA gets past their problems. and NHL yeah. gets up um, and going.
1: And like I said before, I want to see baseball, but as a Yankee fan, really angry, I wouldn't mind to see
0: this being dragged out for another week. Why? Oh, because the guy's coming back healthy. I agree. Yeah, I so want I it back, then.
1: No, I I want to see baseball. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be overly angry to see this is dragged out for another week.
0: I want it back, man. I can't take it anymore. I'm so I'm so upset with both these sides.
1: This 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 is the year that you can get like some bomb team that's like that that good fifty game season just like do well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, it's, it's and I'll say this, Yeah, and I'll say this too. Any any team that doesn't do well any player that doesn't do well, they get a pass this year.
0: Right. It, I mean, I don't want to say the the year means nothing because I I support them playing, but at the end of the day, you're gonna look back at 2020 and. It's, you're not gonna glance over it and be like this was this was this guy's best year It's not gonna happen not like small. I said before
1: if there's a fifty game season there should be no service time this year if you're heading into free agency, it should be pushed back the
0: next year. you said because of Mookie Betts? and Paxton <laughs> okay,
1: and you know fifty game season, season's not fair. It's a month, maybe a little more than a
0: month, yeah that's why they can't that's why they have to play fifty or fifty or eighty one there really is no difference it's not. It's not, it's not a full season, but I'd rather them play more games just to make it a little more normal, a little more uh, – I'm, I'm losing yeah, the word, but it, it needs feel, to matter. I feel
1: bad for some of the, the Yankee players. Some of the youngsters are not going to make it because they're back from – because some of the regular guys are back from you. Because remember, okay, right, yeah, right before the hiatus – there was a big pitching battle doing for that young for that fifth final spot for the youngsters. that was a big pitching battle right like before the hiatus, yeah, I was I was looking
0: forward to that between uh, Montgomery and uh King, well, you
1: still might have that because you're still missing Severino, so you still missing one spot,
0: yeah, you'll see the competition for the season but, yeah no. I, and and I think her suspension does that count because there was no games played I or <laughs> we both we've we've been doing this for a couple of months, we still have no idea if that counts.
1: Yeah, we don't know that. That Manfred hasn't said anything.
0: Yeah, well, he doesn't talk at all. He's, he's Manfred's a joke. Let's be honest. Yeah, just saving, if I'm saving his legacy, that's what it's about. All right, um, Trevor, thanks for coming on. Had a lot of fun ranking these general managers. Uh, yeah. You get me on Twitter at Joe Morales underscore. Follow the show at uh, at uh, at MDM Podcast on Twitter. This has been the